Hello. How you doing? We are here this week with Dave Standridge from This Is Punk Promotions and This Is Metalcore Promotions. Is that right? That's, That's correct. correct. Post rock promo. And post rock promo. There you go. Dave's nice. a busy man. He's got lots of pages. He does a lot for the music scene. Uh, he's here today just to chat to us, hang out, tell us a bit about what he does, what he's been up to, how he's getting on, and what the future holds, and then we'll descend to some madness like we normally do. So. So where are you from, Dave? Well, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Where are you from? I am from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay, and what's that like for all our listeners that don't know? Chocolate Town, USA. Chocolate's really big in my town. And it's nice. It's a small town. There's We have the Hershey Park, Hotel Hershey. There's a bunch of breweries. There's a lot going on. Nice. Nice. And what got you started in uh, the promotions game? I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, my junior year in college, I was in a, uh, I was in a booth at my uh, at the student union at Masai University. That's where I went to college. And I was like, I want to do more for the music community. So then I decided to start up This Is Pop Punk Promotions. Did that for a few years. Took a, then went on hiatus, figured out who I was and what I was about, and then I realized I uh, really missed it. And then in 2020, I decided to bring it back, changed it to this is punk promotions because I wanted to work with all punk. Um, and then after that, I started a post rock promo, started getting the post rock, and I realized I wanted to help a post rock band, so I started a post rock. And then I, uh, I got back into heavier music, so then I decided I wanted to help the metalcore bands out. <laughs> so then I started up This Is Metalcore Promotions. Nice. So you've been doing a lot. You haven't been uh, yes. holding it's still. Yes, it's been keeping me busy. Yeah. That's how I like it. Nice. And obviously you're based in America, so we've, we've obviously had you over here and you've done stuff in the UK. Do you also do it over in America and you like bridging that gap a little bit? Yeah, I like doing it all over. Um, I've done two tours in the uh, over in Europe, and um, I'd like to do some tours here in Australia and New Zealand and all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, man, nice. How, how have you enjoyed sort of working with different bands and going on tour and being the promoter and doing that sort of stuff? It's been a blast, man. Um, all the bands have been uh, super supportive and uh, getting started. Yeah, nice and. How have you found, like, during the pandemic, obviously, things must have been quite difficult because there's been no shows, and, like, have you just been using this time to make connections and sort of reevaluate and plan forward for the future? Yeah, it's been tough right now, um, but now has been a, uh, a great time for me to network with a bunch of different people and make new friends, so that's what I've been doing. Nice. So for a band starting out on the scene at the moment, Dave, what are you looking for? And what should they be doing if they want to make it successful? Uh, they should just be promoting their music and just getting out to as many people as possible. And uh, just network, network, network. I can't uh, preach that enough. Yeah. And like, do you think that's... That, I mean, it must be quite hard for bands, especially at the moment, to sort of network and get out there. And obviously, people are always wanting fresher stuff, and maybe people haven't found it so easy to sort of practice and even sort of record music at this moment in time. So, 
do you think just sort of going out, contacting people and just getting messages out there, speaking to other bands, um, trying to organise something yourselves as well if no one's getting in contact with you? Is that the sort of avenues that you think people should be going down right now? I think so. Um, yeah, just you know, reach out to as many people as possible and uh, get their contact information and stay in touch and, and uh, go from there. Nice, dude. So, Garmin, what, what is a band that people have never heard of but they should definitely be listening to right now? Uh, Bucket from Helsinki, Finland. Sick. That sounds great. Interesting. That's like a lot of genres, I interviewed them earlier today, and uh, they're a great bunch of dudes, and uh, they released an EP in August, Indoor Activities. Definitely check it out. Um, and they'll, then they'll be releasing a, uh, a new album this summer. And they'll be releasing a song March 31st, Burn. Nice. Have you had some sneak previews of this music? Yes. Nice. And uh, it's, what? Uh, it's killer. Nice. Sweet. What sort, of, what sort of music is it? Skate punk. Oh, sick. So, it, so it's like Lag Wagon, No Use for a Name, yeah, No Effects, uh, bands like that. Nice, dude. That's like right up our street. That's right up our street. Yeah, dudes. I like that. I like that a lot. So how did you how did you find out about these guys? Uh, I think I found them in a uh, in a group, in one of the million music groups I'm in, and uh, I hit them up, and, uh, and then we went from there. Mad. You know, I, I went to Helsinki a couple of times last year. Luckily, like when we had the break from COVID, and it's a really strange place, like Finland. Have you have you ever had the chance to go? No, that's on my bucket list. That might be my next tour. Oh, dude, Finn, like, the, the hotel we stayed in, I had a sauna in my bathroom. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Like, That's sick. Yeah. They like, have, like, a sauna in, like, every place. Dang, I've been like, staying in Like, it's like a way hotels. of life, man. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting sort of architecture as well, because it's um, almost, it was almost like part of that Soviet era of architecture because of how the proximity towards, like, the Soviet region. So it's like... All the people there are really happy, but the architecture is all quite brutalist and very depressing. So it's, there's quite a contradiction when you go there. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, man, they've got like a sauna for every person. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's like pretty normal to have a sauna in like a hotel room in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Take notes other countries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People should be taking notes. You're right. Nice, dude. So... Obviously, I don't. How is this? How is the COVID situation where you are at the moment? Are things sort of getting better? I mean, it's getting better. Things are slowly starting to get back to normal. Pubs and bars and restaurants are opening back up. Um, in some of the New England states, which isn't too far from me, they're uh, they're bringing back shows now. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so you would think that Pennsylvania would be following. But uh, we'll see what happens. And in California, they're bringing back outdoor concerts. Oh, amazing. So uh, things are starting to open up. Things are looking nice. Have you got anything planned? No. Um, I'm waiting a little bit longer, and then I'm going to uh, start putting together tours and go from there. Nice. How do you think it's going to be You know, heading out of COVID? Do you think a lot of people are going to be going back to shows because they've missed them? Or do you think that people might be apprehensive because they've been, you know, locked away in their houses? 
Uh, they better be going back to shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, I think there'll be a good amount of people going back to shows. Um, I think there'll be uh, face masks and social distancing and limited capacity. But I think there'll be a, uh, a good amount of people going back to shows. Nice. No, I completely agree, man. I think because it's been so long without them, I think people are sort of... As I think we said this to you the other day when we came on your, your show, man. And uh, Yeah, I think it's just people have been waiting for something to do. And like they've obviously been knowing that the musicians are suffering quite hard, especially more local musicians who sort of relied on that extra bit of income. And I think everyone's sort of biting at the uh, teeth a little bit to get out there and sort of support some music and actually go out and enjoy themselves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at it, I think I'm, I would be weird about going back to shows right now. You reckon? I think so. I don't, it's... It's odd, because, I, because it seems to be progressing really rapidly when it's been a certain way for so long now. Yeah. It's very weird. Like, I don't know, I've become a bit of a recluse, do you know what I mean? But I, I, I love the idea of shows, but I don't know if, like, come the morning of the show, it's time to go or something, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the day, and you're like, ooh, fuck. I guess, I guess that's right. There's like a little bit of apprehension because everyone's been locked up for so long. Like, I haven't seen really had this much close contact. And with then suddenly, my and then suddenly you're in a room with two hundred people. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it does sound it'll, like it'll a massive. It'll be interesting how um, with music with music fans coming back. It'll be interesting to see how things go there. Yeah, like slam dunks coming back. You know, like yeah. what vibe is it going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one because obviously there's definitely been some. I think people will have had a switch go off and like mentally in a way and almost be like, right, they need to re-socialize themselves and get yeah, used right. to actually being with other people because, like, most people have just spent their time either alone or with the people that they live with. Like most people have been following the guidelines, so like, they haven't really been seeing anyone. It's going to be weird if you say to people, right, you can go be in a crowd of like a thousand yeah. people. Yeah. So have you had much interest from bands looking to book tours now and looking to book shows? Have you had much interest in trying to get ahead of the game or have you been more reserved? I want to get ahead of the game, but at the same time I want to just wait um, a little bit longer for things to uh, die down. Yeah. No, um, I once I know that I'm able to um, get shows then I'll start putting together tours. Like right now, I'm not sure if I'd be able to get shows. Um, so that's why I'm waiting a little bit longer. And then once I know I can get shows, then I'll go ahead and start putting together uh, tours. Nice, man. So, Are you planning on uh, just doing some sort of US local stuff to you to start off with and then build it up from there? Right now, I remember after the last tour, um, I said to myself, I was like, you know what? I think the next tour will be in Scandinavia um, sure. because that's where my mom's side of the family's from. My great-grandparents were born and raised in Stockholm. Um, so my grandma was 100%. And uh, so I remember telling myself, I really want to see the rest of the countries of where my family comes from. I'm really big into um, history. 
the family history and um, I love the old buildings and the brick roads. Like I'm a suck and old churches. I'm a sucker for that stuff, and that's one of the reasons I love Europe so much. Um, so I think I'm gonna stick with that, and the next one be Scandinavia, and then maybe, uh, and then after that, I'll have to uh, go from there. Nice day, Maybe so. Ireland and Scotland and Wales, because I'm also Irish, Scottish, Welsh. <laughs> I'd like to see those countries because I didn't get to see those countries when I was uh, over in England. Oh, really? You haven't actually been sort of around the uh, other parts of the UK and Ireland as well? Nah, I was so, just in England. Edinburgh's and, uh, great. Edinburgh's absolutely fantastic. And you should definitely go during fringe season. Go see some stand-up or something. Yeah, man. Bel- yeah. Belfast is great. I love Belfast. I personally just fucking love Belfast. Yeah. Like when, yeah, when you come here, man, you have to uh, plan it, extend it a little bit so you get to actually see these places. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, no, it's. I think the next one is going to be um, longer than the other two. The first one was seven days. The second one was ten. Um, if I'm going to go over there and spend all that money, I want to be there for a uh, a little while. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe this time, like, maybe try and get it up to. Two weeks. Yeah. Man. Try and get teen shows. Oh, dude, that'd be so good. Yeah, man. But, so, uh, if, you, if, we'll you're, if you're booking a tour at the moment, then, I mean, who are you wanting? Who, who are you wanting to go on tour with at the moment? Who's Who would be your perfect uh, band list? Uh, it's tough, man, because there's so many bands that I, uh, I love and I'm friends with and promote, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, <laughs> Just yeah, it just depends just on the who moment. hits me up. Depends on who hits me up, how their following is. Would they be able to get fans to the uh, to the shows? Okay, I'll rephrase it, man. Like right now, you get to book a tour, and you're the only person who gets to see this tour. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you taking? <laughs> um, Anyone as well. Top, off the top of my head. Oh, man, that's tough. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're booking a show for your birthday party, right? But you're the only person that's going to be there. What bands are you booking? What are your, what's your dream lineup then? Let, let's change it so you won't hurt anyone's feelings. Oof. My, uh, my dream lineup, and this is for uh, big and signed bands and unsigned yeah, bands. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything. The whole shebang, yeah. Oof. Um... All right, so I'll go. I'll go four bands. All right, two big and signed and uh, band signed, and two smaller unsigned. Yeah. Landmarks from France. Yeah, nice. Their new nice. album is sick. Can't stop listening to it. And ooh, uh, then the other big band, maybe Thornhill from Australia. Okay, uh, I don't know them. No, neither do I. I've not heard and of these guys. Both are metalcore. Nice. And then I'll mix it up, and I'll go not metalcore. Um, <laughs> maybe CF98 from Poland, skate punk. Cool. Uh, and um, you're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Um, dang. Maybe, uh, maybe Skywalker from Czech Republic. Nice, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I didn't know any of them. Yeah, I'm I'm relishing in that because that's so that's quite rare. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? To ask somebody and you get a completely like I don't know answer. That's awesome. 
Uh, are they all on Spotify? Can we go find those guys? They are. All nice. are on Spotify. Nice. Sweet. We're going to find those guys. Yeah. And, um, and what's going down at your party then? Are, are you the sort of guy that's going to be having a birthday party at the Skate Bowl? Or what's, what's your party going to be? We'll do a little bit of everything. We'll, uh, we'll skate first. And then we'll, uh, we'll go to the show. Oh, nice, man. That sounds great. Or and skate. then after that's over, we'll go out to the, uh, the pubs. Yeah, yeah, man. Love that. Fast skate punk and rip it a bowl. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, dude. So I'm you... a street skater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had this I'm not a fan of bowls. I like the streets. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm yeah. not very good. I'm terrible. <laughs> it's all about having fun, man. That's all it is. Yes, yeah, I can only try. Exactly. Man, we're the complete opposite. Like, I, I, all I can skate is vert. Like, I have no, no pop in me at all. I've just got to ride the bowl or like ride some ramps and just chill, do some turns. Even that, I longboarded, man. Like that, that's 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 where I'm at. I, I can't do. It. I, I feel like I'd break myself if I tried to even ollie. If I'm on the flat, you know, I can do Caspers. I can do some funky flat land shit. You know what I mean? Pop shove it and all that sort of stuff. But when I'm riding, I lose confidence. But longboards, I'm, I'm like pretty fucking confident on now. I'm pretty good on now. Yeah, I, hell yeah. Yeah, well, I have. <laughs> I have. I do, um, yeah, carving and like it being like snowboarding and just being like deep carves. Love it. I really yeah. love it. But, yeah. Longboarding doesn't get enough love. No, dude. No, and I'm surprised more people don't take it up because longboarding, you can... Literally, just it's such an easy mode of transport as well. You can just cruise around. Or... If you hit, if you hit like a perfect smooth bit of path, path, you can go ridiculously fast compared yeah. to a skateboard. You can go ridiculously fast. But also, it's just easier getting around because, like, I find if I try and skate places, especially in the UK, dude. But you might have smoother stuff in America. But everywhere around here, our paths are crap. So, like, actually, hard wheels on a skateboard, it's actually impossible to skate. Like, because it's just, your leg's dead in two seconds and it's just crap. It's like skating on gravel. Oh, dude, it's so <laughs> bad. But on a longboard, it just glides over it nice and easy. So, you know, I find it's just a lot easier to get around on a longboard. Because, like, I find if I'm out on a skate deck, I'm carrying it a lot of places because the roads are shit, the paths are shit. And so you find a nice bit and then you skate for a bit and then I find myself walking again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes when you're skating around, man, it feels like you're going to chatter your teeth out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty awful. Whenever we see American paving, we're always like, oh, look at that. It's you know so what I mean? It always looks so smooth. It's like they made it for skating. Yeah. <laughs> like it's San Francisco, the videos that come out of San Francisco, the San Francisco yeah. like hill bombs that people do on normal skate decks, I'm like, that looks scary as shit. Do you know what I mean? That looks real scary. Have you got any good longboard spots near you? What's that? Have you got any decent longboarding spots near yourself? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some spots. I usually just go around my uh, neighborhood. Yeah. Um, going down, I'm done going down huge hills. <laughs> um, I've had some bad experiences, and uh, so that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, nice. Do you know what? When I hit you up on Skype. I saw that you've uh, got a young, young, a young child. That's not my kid. That's oh. my uh, niece. Oh, man, I thought that was going to be your child because me and Nathan are both expecting our first children. I was going to help hopefully get some advice. But... <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We're, we're what? 
Like it's six, like six weeks apart. Yeah, no, no, less than that, dude. Is it four weeks. Four weeks apart. So I I rang him at Christmas and I said, "Merry Christmas, man. I'm going to be a dad." I think the exact thing I said was, "Libby's not the only one that's going to be calling me daddy." Anymore. Yeah, that's exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm because I'm a wanker, and then perhaps looked at Jade and then looked at the camera and was like, "So am I." I was like, what? So we're only four <laughs> weeks apart. Both our first kids were best friends. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Man. I found out I had a 20 week scan the other day. So I found out I'm having a little boy. And then, uh, yeah, perhaps we'll be finding out soon. Yeah, man. Know. I think they're going to be best friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I hate each that's, other. That's the well. stuff that you see in movies. Yeah. 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 Oh, who are we going to get to play as in the movies? Oh, come on, dude. You're going to have Kevin Smith. Ke- Kevin. Ah, uh, he's way too old for me. Uh, your makeup, though. Makeup. I'll make <laughs> Kevin Smith look fucking 30 years younger. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what is uh, your sort of best tour experience you've ever had then? The best tour you've been on with the most, you know, highlights and amazing moments? Uh, man, that's tough. Probably the craziest one was the uh, the first one when I toured with Melrose, Landmarks, and Boston Manor. Wow, yeah. That's a hell of a lineup. Nice, dude. Yeah, that sounds good. What, 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 what makes that stand out to you? Well, the fact that um, we were all going to Paris, and then Boston Manor's van broke down in Paris, and then they had to go back to the UK, and oh, they missed God. the rest of the tour with us. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, and, oh. then, uh, and then one of the dudes, I think it was uh, Mike, he ended up in the hospital. Um, what the fuck I happened? Exactly <laughs> what happened? I forget exactly what happened, but uh, I remember him, uh, I remember them messaging us, and we're just like, yeah, we're not going to be able to make it, um, van broke down, we're going to have to go back to the UK, and um, Mike's in the hospital. <laughs> 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 I think exactly what it was, but uh, we're just like, oh, well, it looks like it's just going to be us for the uh, the remainder of the tour. And so then we ended up playing in uh, Paris that night in a dungeon. It was sick. Oh my god! Nice. Yeah. Oh man, I can't I can't even imagine just being on tour and you being like, right, we're going to get to the venue, everyone's going to get sound check, have a beer, then we'll fucking get ready to go on, and you just get this message come through, and it's like. Oh, sorry guys, we fucked up, band's broken, Mike's in hospital, oh, that escalated real quick man, what happened, <laughs> like, how does that, fuck guys, I left you alone for one afternoon, <laughs> and you fucked it, <laughs> what was also crazy about that was, um, we rolled into Paris at, what was it, uh, 12 at night, and then we met up with our Parisian friends, and uh, the one guy that we met up plays in Chunk No Cap and Chunk. Yeah, man. Oh, what a nice. band. What a band. Shout out. One of my favorite bands. Um, that's another band that I would want on the uh, on the bill. Oh, yes. Definitely. Uh, they're working on a, a new album. Really stoked. Hopefully they that uh, the new album brings back Easy Core. Yeah. Oh, man, um, dude. Uh, Fingers just... crossed. Oh, dude, they're so nice to listen to. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, happy, like, riffy, it's like, poppy. Like, yeah, it's weird because it's pop punk 
and it's in like a major key, but then it has oh. like insanely heavy sections and like riffy as fuck sections that make oh. you want to two step and like punch your nan in the face. Like, but then it's like back to really like tonal and major again. It's really quite odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, quite, it's but that is easy core, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like they were easy core, they bring it back. Nice dude. How did you find out they're writing something new? Is that exclusive news? Have we have we got the got the I saw on their Facebook page. Ah, oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were giving us the scoop. Yeah, man. No, no. We uh, <laughs> I saw it on their Facebook page. But uh, no, going back to what I was saying, we were uh, we rolled into Paris at twelve o'clock at night, and we met up with him and my our friend Richard, and then they took us to this uh, little bar. Well, first we. Uh, the area that we were in was really sketchy. There was, like, hookers everywhere. Porn <laughs> shops. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was sketchy. We were, uh, we were a little nervous. Um, and then they took us to this bar. In the front of the bar, everybody was all dressed up. They were playing classical music. We went in the back, and they were blasting metalcore. Mm. And people were throwing down. <laughs> and there was a mosh pit. And it was the coolest bar that we've ever been <laughs> Like, it was the weirdest, but also the sickest bar I've ever been in. And, cool uh, and I remember, like, people were, like, dealing drugs in the bathroom. And it was <laughs> a little weird. Uh, but uh, besides that, it was awesome. And then after that, we uh, we went outside. And then somebody broke into one of the, uh, one of the cars. <laughs> and so, um, one of the band members, the computer... And like some other stuff. Oh shit! It oh, was fuck. crazy. Fuck that guy. So the one window was broken. Oh. Um, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Oh man, that's that. That's the worst when you pull up somewhere and it's just like complete sketchy environment and you're just fuck. Right? Yeah. Do we do we go for this? Like I like last year again, man. I went away for work, right? And um, bearing in mind I'm a filmmaker and like normally we travel with sort of like 15 to 20,000 pounds worth of equipment. Um, we were going to Germany. So we flew into Hamburg, um, picked up a rental car um, and we went to the hotel. So the hotel that got booked for us earlier on in the week when the project manager was booking it for us at work, me and my friend who were going on this trip were like, that hotel looks a bit sketchy. I don't really know if I want to go there, man. Like, I remember him sending me photos, and I was like, oh, I was like you've, got, you've got to get photos, and he had to fucking take them. And oh. the, the guys are looking at him in the camera. Oh, dude. Do you know when you get sent a photo, and you're like, I felt like the pain of the person that took it, like but, the sketchiness yeah. of taking but, it. But seriously, so like during the week, we're like, I don't know if you should book that one. Like, can we get somewhere a little bit more? Like, just just so it looks a bit better. Like, no, 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 like, that's, that's the only one that's in budget, like, that's the one you've got to go to. It's like, all right, but if it's sketchy, I'm not staying there, because we've got a lot of money's worth of camera equipment, if the area's a bit dodgy. Anyway, so we land, rental car, equipment in the car, drive to the hotel, we turn, we're driving into Hamburg, really nice, and it starts getting not so nice, and then it's like, okay, this is okay. Turn a corner, <laughs> off a little side street off the main road, and then it's like, oh, this isn't nice. And it's like, oh, turn left. Oh, that's our hotel. Matt, there's someone doing crack on the street. <laughs> Literally, right? So we turn this corner, drive down the road. Right-hand side, you've just got, I think there's three ladies. Whether they're hookers or not, I don't know, but they were definitely taking some hardcore drugs. 
I was like, right, just drive, hope the next hotel will just drive down the end, turn around, come back. Got to the end of the road, and there is what see, appears to be a pimp having an argument with a prostitute at the end of the road right in front of us as we're doing this three-point turn. I'm like, man, this isn't good. Like, we need to take some photos and, like, call the boss and say, we're not staying here. We need to book somewhere else. Anyway, turn around, drive back down. Um, on the right-hand side as we're driving down, there just seems to be like a group of youth, whether they were doing anything dodgy or not, I don't know, but because of the previous sort of things we've seen, we're just like, that's that's the final nail in that coffin, man. We've got to go. So I'm like, dude, take some photos for evidence and stuff, just so we don't call up and uh, acting like bitches about it. As Nathan said, man, my friend was like, oh, I don't want to take a photo, man. He was like trying to make it look like he was just on his phone. But he was sort of on it, <laughs> pretending to be on his phone, like pretending to text, taking photos. And the shit you got, like one of these photos, there's just a guy, folded arms, staring straight into the lens. And I'm just, ah, oh. wait, honestly, long story short, we ended up just, I was like, right, we're just going to book another hotel on the company because I'm not staying there and they wouldn't want their stuff stolen. I don't want to get beaten up. So there you go. Sketchy places, man. They're just this like, but yeah, there wasn't anything like what you experienced, where you went into a cool bar and there's fucking amazing show going on at the back. No. So, what do you think is the worst tour you've ever been on, or the worst experience that you've had on tour? Or yeah, something bad that's nope. happened. No bad experiences. Yeah. All the experiences have been positive. Amazing. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I wasn't running away. I was just grabbing another beer. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're drinking beers. Ah! Oh, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. He clouted that. Oh, I just fucking need the desk as I sat down on my skate wounds that I got myself last week. Ah, sorry. What did you do? I fell off. Can I remember the part? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. Drunk longboarding. Oh, me. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, I just ruined the flow completely. Where you're from in Baltimore, or Baltimore area... Pennsylvania. Near Pennsylvania, but near, near Baltimore, I remember you said before. Um, if you're booking, like, a local show of all bands from that area, who would you be picking? Like, who's your favourite bands out of, like, your hometown area? Ooh, that's another tough question. <laughs> um, can it be big, small? Yeah, man. Anything, dude. Anything that's just you know, uh, originally been local. Probably August Burns Red is one. August Burns Red is 30 minutes from where I'm from. Nice. Um, in a, uh, a town called Lancaster. It's known for metalcore. That's They're really from crazy. There. Texas in July is from there. We've got Lancaster, Lancaster, Lancaster. Okay, Lancaster. You sure? I'm, I'm thinking Lancaster. You're, you're thinking Lancaster bomber, dude. You're going back to World War Two. Oh, I thought no, I'm thinking Lincolnshire. It might be. A place. I'm, I'm just being messy. I think you are. I'm thinking Lincolnshire. You Sorry, s- carry on. Oh no, you're good, man. A lot of the uh, a lot of our names are from England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> England, Germany. Yeah, man. I noticed that. Like when I um last time I went to, when I went to Boston. As we were flying in, I can't remember exactly the names of the places around there, but I'm pretty sure half of the places like, well, that, that's that's in England. That's that that's in England. That's I guess that's uh, 
the fault of the people that left and... I know there's a Norfolk, and I think it's in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Because, yeah. obviously, our county here is called Norfolk, so when we search it, it comes up and you're like, what the fuck, Virginia? No, no, no. But, yeah, obviously, we would have named stuff like New York is York. New. You've got Cambridge. Cambridge, Massachusetts, right? See, I know this shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to America. New York though. comes from uh, England. New Jersey comes from England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of places that... Is there a uh, white? I'm from, I'm from the other white. Is there a white? Spelled really What's that? Weird. Is there like a white? A white. A W-I-G-H-T. Like the Isle of Wight. You know? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never heard. You're all right, man. I, I, <laughs> these beers are getting to me. Like, so it's been a long time and I haven't been drinking a lot in lockdown. So, yeah. Yeah. Nicely. Be nicely cooked. Nicely cooked. Amazing. Nice dude, right. So we got some facts. Alright, are you ready for this? We got some facts. We got some ready. So what we what what we normally do is we try and keep it a little bit topical with the person we're speaking to. Obviously you being a uh, tour extraordinaire, we've uh, decided to try and find some of the craziest and funniest rock stories from tour or just gigs and stuff. So here we go. We'll go uh, go there. Go on. Give us... I, I'm going to start off here with ZZ Top's buffalo escaping. So, first things first, ZZ Top had a buffalo, their own buffalo, which would live with them. Uh, <laughs> ZZ... What? <laughs> ZZ Top had a real-life, uh, real-life living, breathing buffalo on one of their tours, and it wasn't the only animal tagging along. There was, there was also a longhorn steer, two vultures, two rattlesnakes... And their famous 1976 and 1977 Worldwide Texas tour. So they... They took just little parts of Texas with them around while they... They, they took a, a, a full buffalo, full-sized living, breathing buffalo, a longhorn steer, which I imagine is some form of deer thing. Deer no, 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 it's a um, cow. Is it? Yeah, surely. Hold on. Isn't it? It's a cow. Longhorn steer. But... You know how they say never work with kids or animals? That must have been a nightmare on the tour, right? Controlling that lot. Could you imagine having a buffalo, a steer, two vultures and two rattlesnakes on tour on a tour bus? Like, or what, I can't what? imagine. How do you even do that? That's crazy. But check check <laughs> check this out. Um, you can imagine that having wild animals on tour is probably going to end badly. Uh, and you would be right. The animals escaped after a show on the 12th of June, 1976, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Pennsylvania>. <laughs> so ZZ Top and it's just like cows running around the streets while they're playing in the background. It's kind of it's kind of rock and roll. <laughs> so the buffalo also escaped in November that year and uh, nearly wrecked nine rented limos in the parking lot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what happens when you take a fucking buffalo on tour with you. Like, what did you expect? That's madness. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Imagine having to learn the lesson that you shouldn't take a buffalo on tour. <laughs> I mean, if you've booked a band and they turn up with a fucking buffalo, Dave, what, 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 what happens? What is the, what is the protocol there? I'd be like, no buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> no buffalo. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Buffalo's got to stay outside. <laughs> Go on, you take next one. Then. Since, we're, since we're together for once, anyway, yeah, everyone. We're together. We're in an actual podcasting room that was yeah. made for podcasting. 
We the first got, time in a long time. I haven't quite got the setup ready yet because, I mean, I haven't. Expe- I didn't expect this to happen tonight. It just sort of happened, mm. uh, which is nice. I'm, I'm glad because, I mean, we're lucky. COVID situations going the right way. We're both pretty chill. We don't really yeah. go out anyway, so. I haven't been out like for an insane amount of time. Like the furthest I've gone is the local co-op. Do, do Americans know what that means? The local, you know, mart shop, little. Yep. convenience store yeah. sort of thing yeah so which is you know a two second walk from my house so that feels like the furthest I've gone in a long time so okay I've got I've got this here let's, uh, let's, let's do it then so a Swedish metal singer when he was really pissed one night after a show he decided to make a bet so the singer is uh, Wakim Broden Singer for a Swedish metal band, Sabaton. Have you heard of them? Sabaton. Nah. I've not heard of them either. Sabaton. But anyway, he uh, he decided that he'd make a wager with someone that he'd walk to their next gig. Oh, shit. So <laughs> he, uh, he, he woke up realising he'd made this drunk bet but still decided to follow through. And he walked 300 miles on foot. And he didn't even try to get out of it. All he said to his fans was, it'd be really nice if you could buy me a beer when I get there. <laughs> wow. Imagine Good for that. him. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty sick, though. If I made that bet when I was pissed and I woke up the next morning, like, dude, I got a video of you on my phone saying you were going to walk to the next gig. That's 300 miles. I just go, nah, drunk Liam isn't here. There's a fucking, <laughs> there's a fucking YouTube yes. video you can, you can watch. Nah, like, oh, there is. They made, like, a tour diaries for it. That's crazy. Could you imagine being on tour and then going like, what's that distance, dude? That distance is like, right, so that's like having a show in London and then the next show is in Manchester like, and fuck, you say, fuck it, I'll, I'll walk that. That's my head. <laughs> Just to put it into perspective, because London to Norwich is like 100 miles. No, wait, that's further than that, surely. What's 300 miles? That's I like don't even know. London to Glasgow. Well, the thing is, though, in this country, we moan about that sort of shit, but, like, where Dave's from in America, like, long-distance drives for them are, like, or a long-distance drive for us is a short-distance drive for you guys, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, touring the UK is, like, we're quite small, really, aren't we? In, it's like, a lot easier to tour the UK than it is the United States, because the US is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So just, I got it wrong completely. So it's actually from like London to Newcastle. Okay. What do you mean? That's ridiculous. I wouldn't want to walk it. How long does it take to walk that? Oh, only 91 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that is long. That is ridiculous. That is long. So when you, you said, obviously, touring the US is difficult. Like, there's so much in the US, but obviously... I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it almost seems like the middle is reasonably empty. Does that, does that make sense? Is that is that actually the case, or is that just sort of the outside perspective? Yeah, nothing against the Midwest. I like the Midwest, but there's um, a lot of uh, flatland, a lot of uh, cornfields, not a whole lot going on. Um, yeah, I, I, if you were if you were to ask me uh, places to check out in the uh the u.s the midwest would be the last uh spot i'd recommend you to check out <laughs> is that why everyone's I mean, always nothing, so nothing sad against, nothing against the midwest and all my uh, my friends there but uh i think there's um there's more to do on the east coast and the 
West Coast. It does seem like a lot of emo spoken word bands come out of the Midwest. Like, it does seem like quite a, quite a maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that sort of thing always fascinates me, just because of the scope. Like, I don't think I'd ever be able to understand how much space there is there. Because I feel like that's what it is. It's just that much space without much built-up areas. And just flat. Yeah. Isn't it? Just flat farmland, the whole state, in it, in the Midwest. Like, I, bet, I bet it's sick to drive through, though. I bet it's boring to drive through. I, think it's oh, I don't know, like, open land. It's peaceful, but boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, Americans build straight roads. Like, they're just straight. Yeah, that means you can go just whoop, gun it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like the novelty would wear off after a day. Maybe. Yeah, I reckon it'd take 10 minutes, dude. You'd get out there, you'd just be on the road, and I'd just go, oh, man. Think about so open. Think about longboard and no car. Like, no interest in just straight. Yeah. Shit, innit? Yeah. I, it always fucks me up. Like, American cities are gridded as well, and, like, blocks. That's just such a good idea. Though. It's a great idea for efficiency, but, like, our towns are not like that. Like, <laughs> no. our towns are very much not like that. They make no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess that's because, I don't know, like, a lot of our towns were built originally, like, a thousand years ago. Yeah, man. And they just sort of, ah, we'll put some houses there. Ah, we'll put some more there. Whereas, like, you think New York, when was New York built? Like, in the 1700s? Yeah, probably. Started? Yeah, probably. Crazy. We're a baby compared to you guys. Yeah, yeah it's weird, but you guys are like seem, always seem weirdly obsessed with like medieval history, although you guys didn't really have knights and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's kind of odd, isn't it? Like, well, I guess it makes, because it's almost like, um, it's quite normal. What's the word? Because like for us, like car, there's two castles within walking distance from here. Yeah, man, there's a lot of, car, <laughs> there's a lot of castles here. Castles, like old churches, like there's a church from 600. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, knights and stuff were really normal for us, like, growing up, like, because yeah. there's armour everywhere. You, there is a chance you can just find a sword in a field. Like, it's kind of mad. Yeah. You know, it is kind of crazy. But, like, we're an old country. But something I've never understood about people in the UK is any racists, because we genuinely are made up of everything. Like, it's not well, we've been invaded so many times over the years by so many different people. Yeah, well... But you can't be racist, at least within Europe, anyway. If you're saying, like, bloody French people, it's like, well, do it, ancestry DNS. I don't know, I, I'm allowed to have problems with the French. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just an English thing, but like, honest to God, most people that do a DNA test, I mean, I, I, I turned out to be Swedish and, and Norwegian. Like, going back in my family. I'm not giving the government my DNA. <laughs> you look like it. Yeah, well, in Norwegian. you know, <laughs> no. I can't really argue that point, no. <laughs> but you also look English, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Do we look like a certain, like, way? What, English people? Yeah. We've got bad teeth. It's normally a constant, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> he knows. Is that... it's, your, it's your facial structure. Yeah. Do you know what? All right. What's some uh, spatial structure? Yeah, 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 I've got, I've got a question for you that you probably don't get asked very often. What is a negative English stereotype that sort of everyone in America mm. believes? What are you uh, saying about us? Yeah. <laughs> you won't offend us. What's that? You won't offend us, so you we'll can find it. We'll find it funny, mate. You can go as as you want. 
a lot of people in America think that um, all Brits like tea. Okay. And I told them that is false because when I was over there, I drank a boatload of coffee with my uh, friends. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, most British people do like tea, though. I love a cup of tea. I, love, I do like a cup I, of tea. I, I, do, I do love a cup of tea. Cup of tea and, uh, and my scones. Yeah, scones are good. I got my, I got my jam scones, mate. Cream as well. Yeah, I got jam and yeah, cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. But always the jam first, mate. Oh, no, I'm not fucking not Cornish. Yeah, mate, Cornish. Yeah. No, cream then jam. Oh, go fuck yourself, mate. No. That's blasphemy. Cream and jam. Nah. Right, now this is an English <laughs> thing. Do you, know what, do you know what a cream tea is, Dave? No. All right, a cream tea is when you have a cup of tea. And a cream scone. And then a cream scone. You don't put cream in the tea, all right? It's got nothing to do with that. A cream tea refers to a cup of tea and then a scone with cream and jam on it, right? And there's two places in the UK that specialise in this. And that's uh, Cornwall and... I don't know where they're the places. So is it Devon? Or is it Devon? It might, I don't know. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's Cornwall Devon. and Devon are next week. Cornwall, Cornwall, yeah, it's yeah. Cornwall and Devon. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah of course it is. And one of them puts jam on first and then the cream on top. And another one puts the cream on and then the jam on top. Right? And there's a, there's a debate nationally, one, how to say scone or scone. You can't have any scones, the scone. Yeah, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other is which way the jam goes on. So there you go, there's a cream tea. We're incredibly boring, but that's the sort of thing that gets us excited. It is, yeah. I love it. And it's cream first. No, it isn't. It is cream first, because how do you, <laughs> no, the cream's a thicker consistency, right? So you put the cream on. And then the jam goes on top, and you can slide jam over cream quite nicely. Whereas if you put jam on first, the cream just gets so stuck. What it just doing, doesn't work. You're doing it all wrong. You just put a whole spoonful, spoonful on top. You just put a whole. I love buttered cream, mate. A lot goes on. I'm what's... telling you, a lot goes on. Do you know what's funny? I ordered a, um, I ordered an apple pie once when I was, I think I was about twelve years old. Never experienced clotted cream before. It was on holiday in Cornwall. We went out for a fucking dinner at a restaurant. Um, we eat the dinner, dinner's lovely, they give a dessert, dessert menu, here you go, kid, I'm like, oh, apple pie, yeah, fucking go for it, what's that, alright, let's go, apple pie, oh, you can have uh, cream, whipped cream, or clotted cream, or ice cream, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll have some clotted cream, I've never had it before, I was like, what's that, that sounds fun, and then, sitting around, forget about it, apple pie turns up, oh yeah, that's mine, oh, I asked for clotted cream, this looks like vanilla ice cream. So what I ended up doing, I was like, oh, I don't really fancy vanilla ice cream with my apple pie. So I just took a big old scoop oh my God. of this clotted cream, ate the whole thing. Do you know what clotted cream is, Dave? Do you have that in America? No. What is it's, that? It's like thick cream. Thick, imagine, thick, thick set double cream with like a skin on it. Imagine whipped cream, but except it's got the consistency of like ice cream. But it's like... It, I have to admit, it is quite weird. It's weird, actually. It's yeah. weird. Like, when you actually explain it to someone who doesn't know what it is, it's kind of fucking weird. But it's kind <laughs> of like set cream with a skin on it. Yeah. But it's pang. It's lovely. Oh, There's it's a lot of sugar in it and crap. You have it on desserts and that, but it's really bad. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to Cornwall well, and try it. You'll have to Google it. Get, get, a, get a picture of a cream tea up. Go on. Have a Google. Yeah, yeah. And have a look at English cream tea or cream tea. It's bloody lovely, mate. It's like <laughs> a little cake with jam on it 
and clotted cream, and you cut it in half so you get two of the fuckers, and it's lovely. Yeah, you, yeah, you know that you're scone whole like a sandwich. Oh. No, half. People that do that fucking. Oh, it looks really good. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, really good. There, I'm gonna eat a, uh, a crap load of it. Yeah, yeah, dude. We'll we'll do a high tea for you, dude. Yeah, come 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 meet us in Norwich, dude. We'll go for cream we'll tea. We'll have a full high tea. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Afternoon tea. You get the little sandwiches. Oh, you get the little cakes, and you get a couple of cups of tea and that. Colin, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's an, what's another fa- funny stereotype that Americans think about English people? Uh, they make fun of the accent. Oh really? What accent do they do? Yeah, I always get confused yeah, by this. Do they, do they do like the the pauper Victorian English guy? Like, yes. Oh hello, governor. <laughs> oh yeah. hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> all that shit. Yeah. Right? Or do they do the oh yeah's and like all that crap? Oh, it's, absolutely <laughs> smashing. Absolutely tip top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, tally ho. <laughs> I can't do it right now because you guys are making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> But really, we all sound like this, or we're really like, whoa, yeah. we're fucking unless, <laughs> unless you go north of Birmingham, then everyone just probably doesn't sound English to anyone. Oh, mate. Yeah, I mean, it must... Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've only been to America a few times, but every time I meet someone, they're always like, oh, man, are you guys from Australia? I'm like... <laughs> No, not from, oh, Frank, why? Yeah, I, I, I get Australia <laughs> a lot as well. The accent, and also because you guys say me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I guess, yeah. We do say mate a lot here. We do. Probably too, But mate. that's not just a uh, UK thing. Uh, mainland Europe says says it too. Yeah. All my friends in mainland Europe say mate and cheers and... Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man, that's interesting. Because I, I always thought Cheers was like quite a British thing. It must be English it must TV be. or maybe something, something like that. Maybe. Right, so we... I started saying it because they were saying it. <laughs> should we talk about an English band? Come on. I've got this one here. Oh. So have, have you ever had any uh, any difficult riders, Dave? Oh, oh dude, how the hell does this Sorry. Work? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Have you ever had any difficult riders? No. Okay, so if you would have booked Van Halen, you would have had to have supplied them a bowl of M&Ms, but with all the brown ones taken out. And apparently, while this seems ridiculous, the request was actually part of a larger tactic. Compared to other bands of the time, the band had quite an impressive stage production, including 19, uh, sorry, nine 18-wheeler trucks full of equipment. So the M&Ms requested was actually to make the promoter... Uh, the m was to make sure the promoter had read all of the requirements of the tour. Oh, I see. So, like, I guess they just probably put that at the bottom, like, somewhere in the rider, just to make sure that every single point had been seen. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Because... Well, I was reading that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. They also had some strict safety measures, like whether the venue can... what Whether the venue floor could withstand the weight of the stage, sir. Oh, my God, dude. Imagine turning up to a venue and going, are you sure... You sure your venue can support our stage? Like, are you sure you've got that? <laughs> Who gets all the brown ones, though? You know, that's not Man, bad. That's not. I yeah. got brown ones. <laughs> if you're just emptying M and M's into bowls, right, and just picking out the brown ones, that's not that bad. If they wanted only blue ones, then you're fucked. It's the same though, because you're still picking the same 
No, because you're you're having more if they only want the blue ones. Oh right, and you, you have see. To, oh, you, I you've see. got more work you've, to you've do. You've got a lot more bags of M&Ms <laughs> to, get, to get that many blue ones. Yeah, you're right. Do you have a favourite M&M colour, Dave? <laughs> uh, maybe the green ones, just because green's my favourite colour. So, uh, it's called passive... Um, what? What's it called? Cognitive passive something, right? All of the M&Ms taste the same, but they'll taste different to you because of a cognitive perception. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, Skittles are a good example as well. So, Skittles, they're all the same flavour. No, they're not. They are. If well, you eat a Skittle with your eyes closed, or you eat the white Skittles, they're all exactly the same. Well, your brain tells you they taste different because of the colour of them. But is that because they've labelled them on the back of the packet saying that they are different flavours? Because they do that on Skittles. Yeah. You do the same with smell. What? Yeah. You hurt my brain. <laughs> I don't want to think about that sort of stuff right now on a Saturday night after a few beers. Go on then. Oh, What's good. your next one? All right. I have this next sounds one. funny. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> Go on. What? It doesn't. It doesn't actually tell me. It just says that uh, there was a uh, drummer playing a gig in Washington D.C. Um, it was after curfew, and uh, one drummer let rip a fart, and uh, because it was in a confined space, he got fined five hundred dollars. That doesn't even make sense. Why Ameri- would you do that? America's so weird sometimes, Dave. Do you know what? Do, do you know what does confuse me? I guess because it's such a large place, there does need to be independent laws in certain places. But the whole concept of statewide law, and then obviously you've got federal law as well. That just that confuses the hell out. Of me. So something that I always get deep with my friends about is the marijuana lord. Uh, Lord. 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 <laughs> the marijuana. The marijuana laws. <laughs> the marijuana laws that you guys have over there. So, like Colorado, for example, and California are like, yeah, just smoke loads of fucking weed. But the federal or the DEA can come in and then shut a dispensary down. I've always like, I'd like to hear it from an American. Me asking, if that makes sense. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not too familiar with it because I don't smoke weed. Um, <laughs> You know, I don't have to worry about it because I don't do it. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, in Colorado, it's legal. Uh, Washington, it's legal. And then um, I think that's it right now. How, and then how some do you, states are criminalized. Yeah, so I guess a good question. How do you feel about like the separation of like the state law and federal law and the fact that Federal law obviously supersedes state law, but state law can still differ from that of the federal law. It just seems... How, how do you feel about that? Getting political. <laughs> well, no, is, no. That, is that political? I don't know. It's just an interesting... Oh, no, you're good. no, you're good, man. I was just messing with you. But <laughs> personally, I think government just needs to stay out of everything. Just let people live. I'm up for um, that. What's that? I'm up for that, dude. I'm with you on that. Like, the government yeah, they need should... to mind their own business, because I think they're uh, too, much up, too much up in people's um, businesses. So I think they need to you know, go away. Yeah. And uh, I think there, there needs to be more uh, states' rights and and uh, the states should have more of a say in things. Oh, that's interesting. So, obviously, I guess, yeah, from your perspective, you'd rather that you decide on a local level, like you've got your own communities and stuff, and there's probably more of a affinity with each other in the state than further, like, say, you guys in Pennsylvania are probably very disconnected from people in, uh, I don't know, like Nevada, I guess, is probably, is that quite far away from you guys? Like, 
Which there was, are on the other side of the country. Yeah, there you go. So you guys have probably got quite a different culture just in like internally within your state. So having overall the same laws is probably quite a strange thing to sort of comprehend, I guess, considering like it's probably the same distance from like Spain all the way over to Poland. Like it's probably a similar sort of thing, right? Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for uh, ch chucking you into the deep end there and the political thing. I didn't, I didn't oh, realize. No. Oh no, you're good, man. I was just messing you a bit. Like it's just. Um, I don't know, honestly. I just think big. Um, the government has too much power, and they need to, you know, go away and mind their own business. Do you know what? It's it's scary, and I think definitely recently, especially the past year, has really scared me how easy that people have decided to give the government the power to lock them in their homes, and that that. Is something that does scare me because I mean, in this country, I don't know if you've heard, but like our government's taking quite an authoritarian stance on it, and people are being arrested for being outside, and protests are being stopped, and it's just um, a very scary fact that people have actually allowed the government to take that power, and they're not doing anything to. I mean, some people are, but for the most part, everyone's being very compliant. I get it; it's like a pandemic and stuff, but I mean, we are people. We should sort of be allowed to give the information, make your decisions, be sensible yourselves, and yeah, man, the, go the government's... I think every government at the moment is expanding their power way too much, and I think they like it as well, which is the bad thing. Right. Like, it's... And it's been like this for too, way too long. Yeah. What do you think the tensions are where you are with uh, politics? Because... It looked a bit dicey in America from what our media was reporting. Uh, how does it feel over there with the recent changes that have happened over the past two years? It's um, There was some controversy and there were some butting heads. Mm. Um, I'll be honest with you, I stayed out of it. I worry about the things that I can control. Yeah. And I, this is something I talk to a lot of people about. Um, focus on the things you can control and worry about the things you can control and don't worry about the things you can't control. Best way, dude. Classic um, stoicism. Yeah. It's just interesting. I said classic stoicism. <laughs> That's it, man. Just concentrate um, what's in your sphere of Yeah, so, so it's interesting hearing from somebody that isn't, you know, English on stuff because obviously we've only been talking to each other and not meeting people for so long now. You know, it's nice talking to people that have a different... Yeah, I guess we've gone from like the stuff. We've gone from meeting people in all walks of life and stuff to now just being right. You and the people you live with, and maybe one or two other people in your life that you'll actually speak to on a regular, like on a regular basis. Whereas obviously you're going to work, or you can't smoke. Come on, <laughs> cheeky. That's fine. But yeah, man, it's yeah, it's nice speaking to someone else as like like yourself across the world actually meet like speaking to people i mean we've only had probably two or three conversations before this and it's yeah i mean personally i've only spoke to you once before this but it's really nice to speak to someone from the other side of the world i know nathan, you and nathan have spoke to each other a few times so yeah i'll be honest with you i don't talk about politics a whole lot um no a lot it's of good. My music friends don't know my political views and yeah. i'm i'm more than happy to tell them like what i believe in but they haven't asked I'm not going to go around and post post about it on Facebook and yeah. Instagram, all that. But if you really want to know what I believe in, if you really want to know like my religious views and my political views, hit me up, shoot me a message, and I'll tell you. Yeah, 
and I I respect that as well because yes, yeah, it's, it's I think a lot to these days is getting all far too political when there's so much outside of it that just like don't focus on it that much because there's a lot more that you can gain from just you know focusing on music or focusing on going out skateboarding and focusing on your job and you don't have to worry so much about just getting involved in all the shit that goes down because it just divides people too much. Right. Like, that's why it's that stick, I stick to the things that I love. Yeah, exactly. Why yes, focus? Uh, my Do friends, you... family, um, music, skateboarding, that kind of stuff. So you said you did mention religious opinions and I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Are you, are you a religious person, do you think? I am a Christian. Um, I am outspoken about my faith, but at the same time, I don't shove it down people's throats. Um, I do it in like a peaceful and loving way because yeah. that's what I'm called to do. But I'm not one to like, you know, constantly like post about it and just like <laughs> to me, it just it's it's not a good way to get a, get the message across. No. And uh, some people may think I'm coming. I'm uh, I'm being a uh, a holy roller and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm beating him over the head with it and uh, to me that's just not the way to go about it no. but it's something I love talking about with people whether it's a fellow Christian whether it's an atheist a Muslim whatever like I, I love talking to people about um, what I believe in so something that's sort of been playing in my mind very very recently like over the past month or two um, is I kind of I think I want to start looking at religion a bit more because I feel like I don't have much in a way of a moral guidance. Does that make sense? Yes. And I feel like religion could be something that solves that rather than trying to find it in other ways. Um, I don't know. It seems really weird to speak about because I've not actually spoken to anyone about this before. And I, To be honest, I don't really know why I'm bringing it up now. It's, just, <laughs> it's like... No, no, but it's like... It's, it's um, about it. That's yeah, no, it's it's no, it's good because I think um, I think in <laughs> in the UK, like I don't, I, I can probably say this that religion doesn't play as big a role as it does in our society as I I think no. it does in American society. It's much bigger in America now. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably why because you've said you're religious and it's just how do you feel that religion has helped you sort of guide your way in what you're doing at the moment. Do you feel like it has helped, or do you think it just sort of keeps you within a moral framework? It helps me get through good times and bad times. For some people, it's just bad times. For me, it's, I tell people it's not just bad times, it's good times, too. Um, it's made me a better believing in Jesus and following Jesus. has made me a, a better person, a more loving, compassionate, understanding person. Um, but at the same time, I'm not afraid to stand up for what I believe in, and if... Uh, if people can't accept it, then, you know, I'm, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. <laughs> so, you're booking a show for your local church, and you can only have Christian bands on. Who's your top Christian bands? That's tough. Um, maybe uh, for today. Okay. And who's supporting them? Who's main support? Oof. Um, <laughs> you're really... Uh, Throwing them at me. It's um, <laughs> tough. Uh, Del Wars Prada. Nice. Great band. Are they a Christian band? Yeah. Del Wars Prada. Are they? I don't know. Maybe. Del- <laughs> Are they really? Are they a Christian band? At one time, 
they weren't labeled a Christian band. Now I think it's like some of them are Christians and some of them aren't. Interesting. I didn't, I'm, not I didn't, re- I'm not really sure. Yeah. I know Mike the singer is. I didn't know um, that. that. That's yeah. That's pretty crazy. No, that's really cool because I guess there's probably a conception about sort of Christian rock music and stuff that probably gets a bad name, but. Yeah, man, Devil Wears Prada, they're fucking sick. Yeah, man, they're a great band. They are a great band. Great band. Oh, Dean Snyder would be good. Go on, then, dude. That'd be a good one. All right, Dean Snyder. Actually, take that back. Take that back. Oh. Not Scratch Devil Wears Prada. All right. But had it pick two, it'd be for today and uh, Fit for a King. No, it's Fit for a King are great. Riff. Not not listen to them. No, they're really good, dude. Are they? Yeah, they're really good. I didn't know they were Christian either, but yeah. They Uh, are. I used to really like uh, Hundred. Okay. And, and uh, Being as an Ocean. I used to really like both of those bands. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were ever Christian, um, but their music's awesome. All of it is. Yeah. Their newest stuff is really groovy. Yeah. So, D. Snyder. Do you know D. Snyder? Yes. So, he tangled with Paul Stanley and the PMRC. So, it was no big deal for D. Snyder to take a moment during his Twisted Sister festival show over the summer to let one of Europe's roadies know he was making too much noise on another stage. It's my fucking show. Snyder warned in a tombstone-worthy quote, I will shit on your fucking band show. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Imagine saying that to someone, like, shut the fuck up, I'll shit on your band show. <laughs> and you're decent, like, what the fuck, man, like, Here's something. There's no, there's no real rock stars left anymore, is there? Not really. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, back in the 80s, you've got people chucking TVs out of hotel rooms, and now you've yeah. got George Ezra going, you know, being a good boy and going to sleep at half ten at night. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's a bit... I don't know if it's worrying, but I think it... Being a rock star, you need that. I, don't, I feel like you need some sort of unpredictability, some sort of craziness to you that makes you stand out. Do you feel like that's true? I don't yeah. know. Do you have, like? I mean, I feel like the last greatest UK rock star was 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 Matey Roy from uh, Oasis. What Liam Gallagher? No. Yeah, Liam. Liam. Liam was Liam. in that case. Yeah, Liam. Yeah, Rest I is- think. I think he is the last, the last, like... Rock star, rock star. Yeah, rock star, rock star. Do you really think? What, what, how do you, what, who do you think was the last rock star that, like, the, the rebel... In the US or all over the world? Over the world, like, the last... Um, that's tough. I say big, because obviously there's probably some more local bands or smaller bands that are, like, got some crazy people in them, but, I mean, like, the last big well-known artist that was just off the fucking walls, like, batshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, proper rock star. I don't know. I think you might be right with Liam Gallagher. I can't think of anyone past that. Past past the 90s, past the end of the 90s, early 90s. That's a good one. There is no... He is the last guy that was in the headlines, like, oh, he's fucked up. Like... (laughs) Like, Yeah, like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think I'm thinking of like Dave Grohl but he's not really he was nuts. always good he's not really a nut, nut case he's just like a stand up guy he's like rock on yeah, he's, he's like, just like normal 
Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I mean, he was up. He was before Liam Gallagher. Um, but yeah, like yeah, Kurt. Kurt definitely was. But like, who? In in the past twenty years. Yeah, well, well Kurt was the last 20, 20 years. years. 20 Jonas, years. The Jonas Brothers, man, they were crazy. Jonas Brothers were crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm burning up, burning up for you, bobo. <laughs> this reminds me of South oh, Park. please don't do that. That South Park episode. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Dave? No. no. Oh, God. Oh, man. Um, so, Mickey Mouse is uh, an evil villain, and Disney owned Jonas Brothers... And it's very, very funny. There we go. That's basically the premise of that. Yeah. You can imagine everything else. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, who, though? Who could you... It's really annoyed me, that question has, because I can't even think, like, the last... Because if you think about all of the bands that we grew up listening to... I just thought of one. Yeah, yeah, go on, then. That Mike. Who, sorry? That Mike from No Effects. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, shit, yeah, okay. To be fair. No, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess maybe it's... It's probably sad to say, but maybe rock stars aren't, like, as big a thing as they once were in the 80s. It's like 70s and 80s, when they were first coming through, and the music was new, the culture was new, the fucking wildness was new. Is it just that now people are just like, oh, don't worry about those crazy guys, they're just fucking metalheads. <laughs> I mean, it's easier for people like Dave now, where they haven't got people, you know, riding horses in hotel rooms and stuff. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> one of my favourite tour stories that I know of from, like, behind the music is when Motley Crue was touring with Ozzy Osbourne and they were out-competing each other, trying to gross each other out. Do you know this story? I do, I've seen... The sniffing ants, yeah, 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 the licking yeah, yeah, up the yeah, piss, yeah. and the smearing of the shit yeah, on the wall. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Naughty boys. Have you seen the film The Dirt? I haven't seen it. Have you seen The Dirt? No. It's also... It was on, Net- it's it was, very it was on Netflix out here. Um, it's about Motley Crue. And... I've heard it's because they wrote a book, didn't they? They um, I can't remember what their book was called. Was it? Oh, I can't remember what the book was called. It might have been called The Dirt as well, but but yeah. So they they basically made a film based on like Motley Crue from the beginning, and that scene's in there where they're at the side of the swimming pool, right? And yeah, fucking Ozzy Osbourne gets down, sniffs a line of ants, and then like pisses on the floor, licks his own piss up, and oh mate, just imagine, imagine meeting Ozzy Osbourne on tour when he was in his ridiculous so drug stupor days they would have a box a cereal box of cocaine delivered to black sabbath's uh, green room every day what a cereal box full a cereal box full yeah that's an odd measurement because there's many different sizes of cereal boxes they just have like an empty cereal box full in the middle cocaine. of a table full of cocaine so you just pour out whenever they want it just do do lines that's crazy um, yeah dude. i can't imagine you know, English rock stars, I will say, like, hand on heart, like, they, the, the amount of drugs they've done, the fact that they're still alive. They fucking rode the tiger. Oh, dude. <laughs> ride the tiger. You can see his straps, but you know he's clean. <laughs> That's it, dude. <laughs> you love D.O., dude. But, uh, but yeah, English rock stars, you're like, will they ever actually die? Like, Ozzy, I think he is a demon. Maybe he sold a song. 
What do you think? I don't know. I uh, hopefully he's uh, all better now. The kid yeah. is extremely talented. Yeah. And has uh, has put out some really good music. But, I was uh, I was supposed to be seeing him last October. Oh, um, but COVID and actually his health situation. Yeah. Do you know what? What does always sort of play my mind as well about like people like that crazy artists, great artists. They always seem to be not necessarily troubled in some way, but they always seem to be a bit out there, like on the on the fringes, and they are always doing some crazy stuff. Ozzy's nuts. Yeah, like do you know Ozzy's what I mean? always been nuts. And a lot yeah. of great. Like think about just from the past, like Van Gogh cut his own fucking ear off. Like, why, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think people like on the edges of the artistic society? There comes always... that joke. He was tired hearing his wife shit. I wasn't uh, gonna say that. No, that's fine. Oh right. <laughs> we still got another ear. Though. We still got to listen to it. He didn't do a good job. Jesus. Uh, right. Here's another story from a tour. So this is from um, a tour of the greatest rock band that ever lived, Nickelback. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, so when they went on a tour in uh, Australia, um, one of the local police departments where they were playing a show in Queensland decided it would be uh, would be uh, real funny to put a warrant out for their arrest. Um, so they were warning citizens that the band members were believed to be impersonating musicians and urged urged people in the area to avoid the area because it may be hazardous to your hearing and street credibility. <laughs> That's the local police department put a warning out when Nickelback comes to town. That is so funny. I mean, it's a fair warning. Yeah. I, That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> imagine your police department having that much humour, though. Do you, do you remember there was, like, one year that Nickelback was, like, really, really big, they were on the radio, your dad heard of them, and then since that day... It was instantly uncool to like them anymore. Everything they put out was like, uh, since that day. But remember when Rockstar first hit the fucking radios, everyone was like, well, we all just don't want to be no. big Rockstars and live. That, no, no, that's when they died. <laughs> that's when they died. So when they did the Spider-Man soundtrack, oh. that was when they were, that was when people loved it. Oh, uh, what, how did that go? Something a hero to save yeah. me. Not gonna stand here and wait. <laughs> what a tune! <laughs> yeah, and then they ruined it. Are you a fan of Nickelback? Uh, I'm indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are indifferent. Yeah, they're whatever. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not as bad as people say. People do rip on Nickelback quite a lot. Look at this photograph! <laughs> Every time I do it, it makes me laugh. I always have to do that. You know that. You know that nineties rock where everything ends in an A. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> I always have to do Creed. Yeah. With arms wide open, under <laughs> the sunlight, welcome to yes. this place. Scott Stapp, dude, he makes me die every time. Or Pearl Jam. That was great. Pearl Jam. Was, yeah, was every say. 90s. Even blue. That's it. Amazing, man. Oh, my God. Such a great time for music, though. <laughs> 90s, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Godsmack? Yes, the, I never listened to him. The Scorpion, the Scorpion King soundtrack, guys. 
Scorpion. They did the Scorpion thing soundtrack. Yeah, it was very like, like nose in the front, oh, nasal, God, like. Dude. I used to listen to a lot of Black Label Society as well, Zach Wild. Yeah. So yeah, I, a lot of that comes from that as well. I don't know. Nineties like, was a uh, great time for music. It was. It was. There was 80s a lot. Nineties and nineties. Oh man! Imagine me a lot like. I, I'm quite jealous that I didn't wasn't alive in those times to go and see the bands and music that came out as Dude, it was coming out. I, I wish I was born earlier. Feel me, like I, being a teenager in the eighties, nineties. Do you know what's you know what's funny though? I've, I've I've actually seen online just like people sharing stories of teenagers going, "Man, I wish I was alive in the two thousands when That's you had crazy. Like Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two. It does do when they're like, "Oh man, do you want to listen to some classic rock like some of that Blink One Eighty Two stuff?" I'm like, "Ah." Oh, it's not classic rock. Oh, right. That's, 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 that's what I love that shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I grew we, up with that shit. We've hit that age now where like our kids are going to be like, we're going to go like, oh my God, uh, Tom DeLonge just died. And they're like, who? And you're like, what? And you're like, you know, the, the guy from Blink. And they're like, fucking Blink? What are you on about? And you're like, oh my God, I'm an old dude. <laughs> like, we're all going to have that yeah, moment. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, that crazy alien guy died. Yeah. <laughs> Tom DeLonge's obsession with aliens is a bit strange. Uh, yeah, he was just OG about it, dude. He was before. He was, it was OG cool. about it. It's before it was cool. It's always confused me though. Tom DeLonge's obsession with aliens. Like, what's your aliens, dude? Sometimes we hit this topic. I don't believe in aliens at all. No. Nope. Mad. Oh, right, so you don't believe they exist, or you don't believe they've visited us, or both? I don't believe that they uh, exist. Oh, mad. Okay. Interesting. Teach own. Yeah, no, definitely. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, not uh, dismissing your opinion at all, man. It's, it's um, yeah, so Tom DeLong, have you heard about Tom DeLong's deep, deep in aliens stuff? Yes. Oh, man, yeah. it, it blows my mind, like, I've... I listened to him on Joe Rogan and he was just talking about how he's in bed with the government, like doing all these alien, different alien projects. And I'm like, he sounded crazy. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. It did sound like the ramblings of a crazy man. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> For sure. He seems like a good dude, but he's not all alien stuff. What's the deal with, with Blink now? Um, he's not in it anymore, right? No, it's uh, Matt Skiba. Oh, oh. Who's Matt Skiba? Matt Skiba is uh, in Alpine Trio. Oh. I love how we went in the same noise. Same noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. What? Oh, no, no blink. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's a shame. That is a shame. That is a shame. I, I like what Travis Barker's been doing with... Um, Machine Gun Kelly. And trap music in general. Trap music? Do you know what? I've... Suicide Boys, dude. I love that. What do you mean? So Travis Barker deep in Suicide Boys? Yeah, they've done an album together. Yeah, they've done an album, yeah, album together. It's really, really good. I know he's done a few bits with Machine Gun Kelly, and I actually quite enjoyed that. Yeah, let's get on to this then. Do you listen to that new electronic emo rap stuff? No. <laughs> that's just him he's their one fan I'm the one fan I really I'm really enjoying like Nothing Nowhere and I really like XXX Presentation like, I really like how the emo vibe is now coming across mainstream the way it is I don't know I like the hooks I like the hooks in it 
the vocal hooks are cool. That's why I like pop punk as well. Like, it doesn't feel emo to me. It just feels whiny. All my friends are dead. Push me to the end. Exactly, whiny. Emo's got some feeling. My man. friends like, are dead and buried. <laughs> cemetery <laughs> bound. Six feet beneath the fucking bed. I personally think all that stuff's not good. I'm with you on that, to be honest. Every time he plays it, I'm like, man, come on. I love it. I know you, you love it. Have you heard of Driveways? Nah, I don't think so. So they're going to be on the podcast on the 10th. I, you should definitely check them out. Um, yeah, to be fair, Driveways are pretty sick. But like they, a pop punk band, but they cover some of these sort of... Trash. Trap emo trash, songs. Trash, trash, trash songs. But yeah, but the thing is, though, you get to hear the hooks, the way they were meant to be played, which is... Like emo, like actual emo. Yeah, but like, what I feel like a lot of these emo rappers are are people that tried to start bands that people would always let them down. So they decided they decided to start solo stuff, and they had to make beats because they didn't have a drummer and they didn't have a guitarist. They used samples and stuff like that. That's what I feel like it is because it's still pop punk vocal hooks. And my friends are dead and buried, cemetery bound, six feet beneath the fucking ground. Like, it's still catchy as fuck, but it's just over trap beats. Like, is it? I like it. You're just like, eh. Yeah, mate, it's not. I. To be fair, Nathan is like, how old are you, 24? I'm 24. He's 24, so you've got five years. 24? I thought you were older than that. I thought you were my age. I know, dude, it's crazy. I'm only 24. When I first met you and we first connected and I first started the brand, I was like 17, 18. Wow. I've, al- I've always been the young guy. I've always been the young guy, but I've always been like a whole yeah. old head. Every, every time I realise how old he is, I'm always like, "Fuck, man! I always forget how how young yeah. like how young you are in comparison to myself." I never got on with people my own age. I always gravitated to people that were older than me, and I always had an old head on young shoulders. If you know what I mean, like I was like buying fags and going to the pub at like sixteen as well. Like I always looked older. So. <laughs> You like hanging out with people that are more mature. Yeah, dudes. Like, <laughs> he likes hanging out with people with the same maturity, just older number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Liam, well, how old are you? We're all I'm, 16 I'm, at heart. I'm, uh, I'm 29. Okay, same age as me. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. When will you be 30? Next March. I've only just turned okay. 29. I got you, Pete. Have you? Dang it. <laughs> I'll uh, be 30 in August. Oh, nice, dude. Come nice, up. dude. Our babies are due in August. So that's a nice, nice. like... What, da- what date's your birthday, man? 25th. Oh, uh, uh, interesting. If it's four days early. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the 8th. My son's due on the 8th. Yeah. August yeah. babies are the best. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Good example to lead. That's amazing. I don't know about you, but I'm bursting for a wee and a cigarette, and I think this has been a great chat. So this has been a great I chat. Think, man. I think we should call this. Yeah, man, I'm happy. This. I think it's been a great chat. It's been lovely talking to you and catching up, Dave, to be honest. Yeah, it's been nice, man. Nice to have the chat. I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. I had a blast. Anytime, so, dude. Just before we go, make sure you shout out all your socials again for all the listeners. Shout yourself you out, dude. You guys can check out This Is Punk Promotions on Facebook, Instagram, and the uh, handles are This Is Punk Promotions, and uh, Post Rock Promo, it's Post Rock Promo on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, 
this is Metal Core Promotions on Facebook and Instagram. Nice, dude. So, uh, yeah, guys, if you're watching the stream on Facebook, the link for This Is Punk Promotions is down in the description. If you're listening to it, all of those links will be down below. You'll be able to catch any of those. Go check him out. Dave's a stand-up guy. He's doing good stuff in the music scene, keeping Melcore Punk alive. And, uh, yeah, nice. Is there anything you wanted to say before we sign off? Have a good night. Sick. Fantastic. Stay positive, everyone. PMA, PMA. everybody. Enjoy Ladies. yourself.